0: Another weekend, another doubleheader. The Preds have a game against Carolina tonight and a game against Washington on Saturday. We'll see how the Predators can beat both teams plus takes from a hat, which may or may not include some recent trade talk today on the Locked on Predators podcast.
1: Your Locked on Predators. Your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special shout out. To our loyal Lockdown print heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show, we love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at The Hockey News. Also, want to mention today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code NHL for $20 off your first purchase. It's Friday, and the Preds have a big doubleheader this weekend. Tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes, tomorrow against the Washington Capitals. Uh, It's Friday, so we also have some takes from a hat, capping off the week on a high note. Uh, A couple of Christmas-themed questions, dare I say. Perhaps. And uh, a couple of, because apparently there's more Tyson Perry news, uh maybe some tyson berry trade related questions in here
1: yeah well well you know if you listened yesterday tyson berry is definitely getting traded monday
0: yes Uh, he will be (laughs) traded by the end of this week (laughs) because we said nope he's 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 uh, gonna
1: stick around a while
0: yeah uh so we will let the hat decide what takes to have but first let's get to uh the predators weekend doubleheader tonight Big matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that is, uh, quite frankly, and really tough to figure out right now.
1: Yeah, I was kind of having the same thing. I sat and watched uh, their game last night. They played, of course, your beloved Red Wings and, and watched that game. But it really, if you look at kind of what they've been through over the last week or so, they were on a four-game losing streak. Bless Rod Brindamore, who had to do an in-game on-the-bench interview in the game, I believe it was against the Oilers, where they lost 6-1. And he was as flummoxed as you could possibly be by the performance of his team. Mm-hmm. They're getting it back together. You know, they're getting it back together. But yeah, it's a little bit tricky to figure out who the Hurricanes are and what they're capable of I'm always I'm always a little bit afraid of the Carolina Hurricanes just because even a bad Carolina Hurricanes team can be a dangerous team so you gotta buckle up for tonight
0: yeah and it's not the same Carolina Hurricanes team I think we've seen in years past you know or or at least in the past couple of years Mm -hmm. you know it's they've had you know maybe that that one really good line you know Sebastian Aho uh Timbuter Vinen who always you know sort of rack up the the points um and then you know you, you have like the good goaltending and sort of that stingy defense in, in in the back and it's kind of been tough to get that going a, a yeah. little bit for the hurricanes this year which is kind of surprising because you know remember they got Dmitri Orlov this offseason, right. I think a lot of people were like, Oh, like they just made another big move. That this, they may be like the best defense at, in the NHL this year. Uh, and it's like not that they haven't been bad, it's just the impact from the last couple of years isn't quite there defensively. Um, right. and I know a big part of that is goaltending, like the goaltending has been, um, mid to bad. Yeah. at any given point this season. I know Kachetkov is kind of struggling at all. He played really good last night. Uh, I'd imagine we're going to see Auntie Ranta tonight. Right. He's somebody who's had a really good run of play the past few years and is just kind of not quite there this year. So yeah. it, it's interesting because I think a lot of the things that have made Carolina Carolina the past couple of years uh, is just hasn't come together yet. Not unlike what the Preds were at at the start of the season either.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. They're not exactly who they have been. Tonight's game is going to be really interesting. There's a couple things that I think work for and against Nashville, just strictly on vibes. You know, this will be Carolina's uh, second game of a back-to-back. We talked about they played in Detroit last night. So there is something to factor in that works kind of in Nashville's favor. They're coming off of finally getting two days without games that they haven't had since November 18th, I think, 13th, 18th. So, you know, they're going to be a little bit more rested, I think. Nashville will be. But little bit of trivia. This is a game at Carolina, and tonight is going to be Rod Brindamore's 400th game coaching the Hurricanes. So vibe check, you know, they're going to want to win it for Rod Brindamore, and Carolina's just always one of those teams that puts a hitch in the giddy up. I think so. There's a couple things tonight that that make me think this could go either way. It depends on what Nashville Predators team we see, and I think it depends on what Carolina Hurricanes team we see. We see because we've seen some very different Hurricanes teams this season.
0: Let's hope we just absolutely ruin Rod Brindamore's. He entire,
1: seems like a nice game.
0: guy, but. Seems like yeah. a nice guy, but also uh, screw him for this game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 100%. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we talk about the, the Hurricanes going in on a back-to-back. They're coming back home after mm-hmm. being, um, you know, after you know playing Detroit last night. Um, and, like, what do you see as something the Predators absolutely need to do to get through this hurricane warning? so to speak. Yeah,
1: I love it. Nice. Thank That's great for a Friday.
0: I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about the defense and, you know, Dmitry Orlov and, and, and kind of the reputation that Carolina's defense has had, but where they're making the most impact actually is offensively their defense has the most points. They're tied for first for most points created by defensemen, most points by defensemen in the NHL with Colorado Avalanche, another team that puts the hitch in the giddy up for Nashville. So I think if you can kind of shut down the playmaking that comes from their blue line, I think that's going to help Nashville tremendously. Uh, so for me, it's like, you know, interrupt that stuff before it starts. Just just don't let those defensive players start generating offense for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good point because, you know, we mentioned sort of defensively uh, how stacked they are with guys like, you know, Jacob Slavin and, and Brent yes. Burns and Dimitri Orlov, obviously coming into the fold this year. Um, you know, that to me, that has – I think it's been an underrated part of their game is just, we know how good defensively they are, uh, but we, they're, they're each putting up, I think a decent offensive number uh, as well. And this is a game that to me is going to come down uh, to depth. Mm -hmm. And these are speaking of the Carolina defense, like we mentioned how deep they are Uh, up front. You know, there's a lot of players on that Carolina team that are having pretty decent seasons. Like right now, the, their hottest score over the past five games is Jack Drury. Yes. Have you heard of Jack Drury before? What's <laughs> I your know. favorite Jack Drury NHL moment? <laughs> but I think it's just, you know, part of you know sort of the appeal for Carolina is they always seem to have four really good lines. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things where it's like maybe other than Sebastian Ajo, they don't have like a world beating line, right? Like they don't have a world beating line. That's going to go out there and, you know, be like Connor McDavid or anything like that. But they always have four lines that are just consistently do what they do very, very well and always seem to contribute. So to me, I'm looking at the other end of the ice and I'm looking at, you know, Tommy Novak coming back from injury. Uh, Is he going to be able to outscore, whichever Carolina he line he's out there against. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would expect Cody glass is going to be back in the lineup uh, again, after Andrew Burnett kind of managed some minutes in his return. Um, He's another guy who's going to have to win his battles tonight and the hottest line in Nashville and Michael McCarron. uh, That's, you know, uh, even on the fourth line, like we're going to need the fourth line to step up and you know, add some points, you know, add some scoring, or at the very least, you know, create some chances, you know, win their battles. So this is a game in which all four lines for the Nashville Predators are going to be extremely important because there's not really a matchup in which you go like, okay, well, you know, it's not like some other teams where you go, okay, Carolina's got a strong first two lines, but yeah, the the rest of that team isn't really doing much. Like all... All four of their lines are dangerous, and I think the Predators need to win their battles
1: in terms of depth. Agreed. Agreed. Keep an eye, too, on special teams. Carolina's kind of middle of the pack on uh, penalty kill and power play, but they haven't given up a power play goal in seven games now, I think. So yeah. it would be great for Nashville to get some momentum back on the power play. They went 0-3 against Philly in their last game, so get some momentum back. Maybe score a power play goal, Ryan O'Reilly, just throwing yeah. it out there.
0: Yeah, and also Antti Ranta we mentioned might be in net, uh, mm-hmm. eight sixty save percentage this year. <laughs> Woof! Uh, so if you're the Nashville Predators, just start taking some shots. Yeah, you're gonna want to take on that, that baby. Uh quick look ahead to the game on Saturday at home against the Washington Capitals. There's a team we can't figure out. We'll do that in just one second. Plus, takes from a hat with some interesting Preds-related topics. All of that coming up in just one second, but first, want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. A lot of you guys are probably going to be traveling for the holidays. Maybe you're going back to your hometown uh, for the you know the first time this year. Maybe you and the family are going to some like exotic location somewhere else, and maybe you guys want to add a sporting event, a hockey game, or maybe like a Christmas concert to your holiday fun. You're gonna need game time. Game time is the ticketing app that takes the stress out of buying tickets. For instance, if you're going to a venue that you've not really been to before, or haven't been to in a while, game time has a feature that lets you see your seats. Before you buy so you know exactly what to expect that way you don't have to worry about weird sight lines or what sections the best to sit in and one of the best things about game time is they have all in prices that show your total up front so you don't have to worry about adding a bunch of hidden fees to your final deal and game time has flash deals on tickets. Right up to the start of the event, sometimes even after the event, so you know you're always willing to find a great deal or always able to find a good deal. Whatever that word is, who cares? Get Game Time, take the guesswork out of buying tickets, and see why it's one of the fastest-growing ticketing apps for a reason. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, and real quick the Predators play the Hurricanes tonight, but they'll be back home tomorrow night mm-hmm. uh, for a showdown against the Washington Capitals. We mentioned weird teams.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Uh, I, I'm still not exactly sure what to think of the Washington Capitals right now. 14, 8, and 4. So you're like, oh, okay, like, not bad. Uh and then you're like looking, it's like, wait, Alex Ovechkin has only five goals this year. Yes. Like Alex Ovechkin has one more goal this season than Michael McCarran. <laughs> <laughs> we let's let's put that out there. Let that uh, Tom, sink in. Tom Wilson is their leading scorer with just 17 points. Um, you know, their goaltending has been fine. Like Darcy Kemper and, oh. and Charlie Lindgren have yes. both been pretty good, especially Charlie Lindgren. Um, But yeah, like I'm looking at it. It's like, wait, is this is this the Washington Capitals we're
1: used to seeing? Yeah, I have no idea what is happening with the Capitals. Um, they are ranking near the bottom of the league as far as goals scored this season. So it's not like they're this offensive powerhouse. Uh their power play, not excelling, which is totally shocking. It's that's a stat where you're like, I'm gonna need to reload that page and make sure I'm reading that right. You yeah. can't really figure this team out. Like they lost six-nothing to Arizona and look lost, but then they took Dallas all the way to the shootout and then they beat. The Rangers for nothing and it's like will the real Washington Capitals please stand up because I don't quite understand what's happening with them so it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see like who shows up Saturday night in it's a cap jersey
0: it's also gonna be interesting now one of the big storylines of course the past couple of years is hey Alex Ovechkin chasing Wayne Gretzky's goal record hmm. uh listening to people around and like people who've been you know, kind of monitoring the analytics and numbers of Alex Ovechkin. Like, here's how much he has. Like, here's how much Ovechkin or, you know, Gretzky had at this time. Uh, Here's what's left. They're starting to step and be like, um, Mm. we're kind of concerned that he's not on the pace to catch him anymore. Yes. So that's sort of the other interesting tidbit here is a lot of people are looking at Ovechkin this season and being like, Okay, was this the decline we we're worried about? Right. Or or maybe is Alex Ovechkin just a little bit snake bitten this year. Yeah. I think that's that's a question that I think a lot of people are putting under the microscope.
1: Yeah. And let's hope that they're still asking that Monday morning because we don't want Alex Ovechkin to come into Bridgestone Arena and all of a sudden light it up and get a hat trick or get a power play goal. So I think let's just roll with being snake bit for just a few more days, Alex Ovechkin. And, And let's see what the Predators can do against this team. This is so hard to predict, again, like Carolina, because you're like, which team is going to show up? to play the Nashville Predators. It's, it's going to be really interesting. I do think you always have to factor in Ovechkin. I think goaltending is going to be a thing. I have just a visceral reaction to Darcy Kemper and net after what he did in that playoff or the play in round during COVID against the Predators and, you know, where he just was on fire. Like, I just have never gotten over that. Like he still, he, I still have a thing about Darcy Kemper. He, I fear him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on Saturday at Bridgestone Arena, too, because, you know, at this point, Nashville keep racking up the points, yeah. rack up the points. And these are the games you want to get them in.
0: Yeah. On Monday, uh, we will have a special plus minus breaking down both games and everything else that's happened in the past week or so of Predators hockey. So stay tuned for that. But now, Anne. Come on. Let's get to the good stuff. Shall we takes from a hat? That's right. One of our favorite Friday segments. We completely stole it from whose line is it anyway? Uh where you just we pull out a little plethora of pred's related topics from the hat and yeah. then go to town on it. Yeah. Um and would you like to draw
1: first? Sure. I will reach in and let's see what I have. Okay. If you could go back in time this season and have the predators replay Any game from this season, which one would you want them to take another shot at and why?
0: Ooh, that's interesting. I know. Um... It's, so is it like a game they played bad or one, it's like you look at it and it's like, okay, clearly they could have won this
1: one. It's takes from a hat. It's whatever you want it to be. Okay. You get to make um, it. Like
0: obviously like one that comes to mind is that Coyotes game, like that seven to five. Uh, if yes. we replay that with this version of UC Saros, I think clearly that result is different.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, that's a great like one.
0: I think we're looking at that game as oh, wow, like. Yeah, like this Predators team actually has something going as opposed to, wait, we lost seven to five to the Coyotes. Um, Also, the other one that kind of stands out, Anne, is the very first game of the year against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, because there was that terrible first period, Mm -hmm. absolutely abysmal first period that that I think everybody was like, "Uh oh, We're Mm -hmm. in for a long season. Um, But then the Predators, I think, really turned it around in the second half and, you know, got some weird calls, got a couple of weird bounces. uh, And then the Hurac, or the, I'm sorry, the Lightning wound up winning that game. So that's another one I think the Preds would like another crack at. So those are my two. Uh, Those are
1: good.
0: Did you have one in mind when you were putting this question
1: together? I would really love to see them go back and replay the Minnesota game. Be, you know, just I, I feel like they were on that win streak, I think, if they had another mm. shot at that Minnesota game. And, and there was so much that went into that game. Obviously, you know, fatigue was a factor. They were in this kind of long, tough stretch. Yeah. It was the John Hines returns It's this big emotional storyline. But I really wish that we could have seen the actual Nashville Predators team, because that they just came out so flat. And I would love to have seen, I would like to see them have replayed that game for me. That's mine. Yeah.
0: And now maybe now knowing that Carl um, Kaprizov doesn't get suspended, maybe somebody wants to pull a David Perron and just two hand cross check him in the side of the face or something like that. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Not that we're condoning that. Let's, we don't
1: condone that, doing. but Let's, we're just saying
0: all right. Do you get a fun one or a juicy one? I don't know. You get a juicy one. Oh, my goodness. All right. Andrew Rennett, I think, is doing a phenomenal job this year. Agreed. I think both of us agree.
1: Yeah, But. Oh, no.
0: If you could take any other NHL coach, active mm. NHL coach, and
1: give him this roster, who are you taking, Ann? Oh, my gosh. That is a juicy one. Mm-hmm. See, and it has to be somebody coaching right this second or. Right this
0: second. So you can't be like Scotty Bowman.
1: No, honestly, I, my first response was Jay Woodcroft, but that doesn't do me any good now, does it? No.
0: Thanks for
1: nothing. No, I would, I would love to see him come in and I would love to see Jay Woodcroft come in and coach this group. Um, and especially work with some of the veterans, but anyway, I'm not allowed to pick him. So here we are. Um. I have such a longer list of people I would not want to coach this team. That's such a
0: great question. You don't want to see John Tortorella manage John Glass and Phil Tomasino.
1: Can I tell you if John Tortorella got the coaching job in Nashville, I would rethink my career. Choices. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, would uh, be like, I
1: think I'm gonna go and like be a preschool teacher. <laughs> a few, a
0: few different uh things you would be doing instead of the morning skate, I guess.
1: A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. This is so hard. It's tough for me because one of my first answers would be Rod Brindamore because I really like him, but I feel like I can't say that because we just talked about him. Yeah. Um, But I really do like Rod Brindamore. I think um he's a lot of fun. The other one that I love, and now I'm not going to remember his name. He's the one that got fired from Vancouver and he's not active right now, but I adore him. Help me out. The older guy. Oh, uh,
0: Bruce Boudreau.
1: I know he's not active, but if I it's Friday and it's our game. So like I love him. So I yeah. would love to have him come in. So I didn't really give you an active one except Rod Brindamore, but
0: Yeah. Um who would you know, you pick? I mean I think of who the Predators wanna be and you know, Jared Bedner is somebody that I think.
1: Yeah. Just because
0: it's like, you know, look how he was able to develop a lot of the depth over That's there incredible. in Colorado. Uh, and it always seems like there's just some random ass free agent that comes <laughs> over who's like winds up having a career year. Like, you know, so uh, I don't know. I feel I feel like he's like, really good about kind of developing core guys and kind of helping people play to their strengths. So, yeah, there's yeah. another one. Uh, more takes from a hat, including possibility of some trade talk. Oh gosh. Let that decide. Uh, coming up in just one second.
1: First, want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at FanDuel. Look, the weather is getting colder, but the NFL offers are staying hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers. Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. This app is so safe and easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that you can choose from. Things like spreads, player props, over-unders, all sorts of things like that. So visit FanDuel.com. Slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, and let's do some more takes from a
0: hat. What All you got right.
1: for me? All right, let's see what we got in here. Oh, short and sweet one. What is your biggest current hockey pet peeve?
0: Oh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I mean, I did a whole rant on Department of Player Safety on two different shows this year. <laughs> and so, you didn't appropriate. <laughs> yeah, so that's a big one. Um, yeah, I mean, just the inconsistency yeah. in how those are punishment. That's probably my biggest one.
1: Yeah. Like, I know, we talked so about that's it before, trading. but
0: that's that's like my biggest – I think like this is so frustrating. Um, And maybe the other one is just like, you know, on that same note, what's goaltender interference.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: That's those would be the two that come to mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, those are, I I would agree with those. Mine is so much smaller and insignificant than that, but it Uh bothers me y'all every time. And I get, there's a reason for it being the way it is, but it's so annoying to me. If you break or drop your stick, freaking pick it up and take it off the dang ice. That's not, but that's, that's the NHL rule. It is so annoying to me and I get it. Like you don't want like a broken, you know, pointy stick skating around off the ice, but just as a mom. And a homemaker and a woman who doesn't like crap where it doesn't belong. I'm not joking. Like every time there is a broken stick left on the ice, it's like nails on the chalkboard. And then people yeah. skate into it and it scoots around. The ice. Pick up your crap.
0: Are you saying like, uh, you know, 15 years ago or something, Jude like broke a vase or something. He would just like sprint to... Pottery barn and get another vase and leave the broken glass just on the floor.
1: I just can't stand crap on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, and it's such, and it just makes no sense to me. Like, you know what? If you broke your stick, you are not above bending down and picking it up and cleaning up after yourself. And now the refs just leave it there for far too long. Every so often you can get a ref to pick one up. And I'm like, at least you pick it up. Yeah. It up. Keep the ice clean. This is ridiculous.
0: The referees, the quite literally the moms of the NHL. The moms of the NHL just leave break stuff. up they break up fights. They send people <laughs> they to do. time out when they they're do.
1: But they leave stuff they, on the ice. Pick yeah, it up. And they,
0: and they pick up broken sticks
1: after players. <laughs> it's literally. so petty, but it bothers me every time y'all every time I'm like this is the dumbest thing about hockey. Yeah.
0: All right, Ann. Uh, I'm sorry, you get another juicy one. Oh my gosh, you're killing me. All right, so yesterday, Elliot Friedman on his 32 Thoughts podcast. Um, actually, no, I was on 102.5 The Game. He said mm-hmm. something else. On, anyway, uh, he said he expects at least two of the Predators defensemen to get moved this season. One we can assume is Tyson Berry. Correct. Who do you think is most likely to be the other one?
1: I hate this question Nick you're I just welcome
0: to know. you're welcome
1: this is like a question that looks like a hockey stick broken on the ice that's been there for five <laughs> minutes during the game you know who I think it might be and this would bother me is I think it's gonna be Dante Dante Fabro
0: I think so too and it's
1: gonna bother me because I really think he has such value here but there's so much depth defensively uh that I can see where two are going to have to go and I hate it, but I think it might be Dante Fabro and whoever gets him is going to be so freaking lucky.
0: I, I agree. It seems like Fabro is the guy that is probably going to get moved. Although, you know, it seems like, uh, whenever he's in the lineup, Andrew Burnett has really loved him, has really yeah. loved the work that he's put in. He's been uh, good. It's funny, you know, he'll be healthy scratched for three games and then come back and be on the first line and absolutely crush it with, uh, you know, Roman Yossi. I'm, I'm still not exactly sure, like, what the Dante Fabro thing is in Nashville, why they're not completely all on him. Uh, um, the only. The only other thing that I could think of that it wouldn't be him mm-hmm. is if somebody looks at Alexander Carrier and is willing to go, like, we'll give you a first round pick for him. True. Like, that's True. a that's a top. We see him as a top four defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like somebody that we think we can keep growing and developing. Uh, so if they come out with a monster deal for Carrier, I could see the Predators being like.
1: All right. Okay, yeah. we've got Fabro. Th- yeah, that's
0: that's good. Um. So, but that's that's I think is the only situation because I think clearly uh, Fabro is the odd man out.
1: I know, and I hate it because I think he's fantastic. I agree. All right. All right. Here's a good holiday themed one. This is not juicy. You're welcome. Which predator would make the best Santa, and which predator would make the best Grinch?
0: Ooh. Best Santa. And
1: it's so hard with Ryan Johansson gone because everybody, he is the Santa of our hearts.
0: The first person that came to mind is Ryan McDonough. Oh, yeah. As the best Santa. Yeah. He's like the elder statesman of the group. Uh, Maybe I should change to Ryan O'Reilly because he's got the bigger beard. But McDonough was the first one to come out to me. He just seems like he's like the holiday cheer of Mm -hmm. the, the group. Like just the, you know, like could see like Yoakam Kamel coming in the lineup and like sitting on his lap and telling <laughs> him what he wants for Christmas or something like that.
1: Yeah. he is so precious, Ryan O'Reilly. He is precious. Be- best Grinch? Best Grinch. Who would make the best Grinch? Not that they are a Grinch like in Tyson real life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he's just going to like sneak into the front <laughs> office and steal papers. Tra- <laughs> prospects or something. <laughs> Get his revenge on the townspeople of smashville
1: there you go i know and you know what's so funny is that he is so loved in the locker room you know i was talking yeah, to roman yosi about like energy guys and of course the first one roman yosi said michael mccarron but you know who else he said tyson berry always He's still like even after this whole thing great. like great like dude there's st- the teammates are still
0: talking about how much they love him how
1: much they, they love, love him them. great dude yeah. hot yeah. mess great dude the situation's yeah. a hot mess. Tyson Berry is not a hot mess.
0: All right. And I think we have time for one more. All right. Let's see. Not,
1: juicy, juicy, not juicy. Not juicy. Not juicy. Not <laughs> juicy.
0: Yeah. You have to trade every... No, I'm just kidding. Oh
1: my gosh. I would die.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's... Oh, why is that? Okay. Here we go. Okay. This is an easy one. Which predator mm-hmm. do you think would give you the most creative secret Santa gift?
1: What a fabulous question. The most creative secrecy. I'm going, I'm literally having to go around the room. You know who I honestly think it would be? I think that it would be, there's two of them. It's going to be Luke Evangelista or it's going to be Phil Tomasino. That's who hey, I think. Why those two? Um, Luke Evangelista is going to want to hit it out of the park. Luca Evangelista is going to want to leave the Christmas party with everybody, everybody going, damn, Vange brought a funny gift. Yeah. Um, but I think Phil Tomasino, uh, you know, he he you know, he just seems like, you know, your typical young, cool guy. But I think he could probably come up with something really unique. Like, I feel like yeah. I feel like he could he could find just just the right thing. I don't know who. Who do you think? Who the one that
0: came to mind? Just because he feels like a little Christmas cherub, anyway, is Cody Glass. Oh
1: my gosh! He's like he's like like
0: like if if the Preds ever did a shot for shot remake of Elf, he's Buddy the Elf by far. (laughs) Uh, I feel like he would be like he's like the guy who would sneak into the locker room at two a.m. and leave like the cardboard cutouts of like the snowflakes around. he's just so like innocent and i feel like he would get like something completely like awesome for for you and something really creative and a lot of thought and effort into it
1: he would give me a great dane puppy like that's how good he is Uh, he might be
0: the great dane puppy.
1: yeah he he would he would give a puppy or a kitten he would be that good Yeah. yeah um yeah so
0: those are takes From a hat, we, I think, we're pretty safe about doing this most Fridays when there's a game to recap. Yeah. for us. Uh, We will be back Monday, of course, with a recap of the next two Predators games. Tonight against Carolina, Saturday against Washington. We'll have some plus-minus to break it all down. Uh, Also, uh, in case you missed it yesterday, a couple of Preds are going to be in the World Junior Championships. So, We'll preview their role, Tanner Mullendyke and Matthew Wood. Uh, We'll talk about their um, performance coming up in the World Juniors. That's going to do it this week, though, on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. All new episodes coming next week. We'll see you then.